Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Time now for the College Basketball Inquirer with Dan Wetzel. You can pay Jim Moore Sr. to yell playoffs at you. What a country. <laughs> with SI's at 40. The Rose Bowl starts at 4 o'clock Eastern instead of 5 o'clock Eastern. When do they want the playoff games to start? 4 o'clock and 8 o'clock. It works. Here's Pat and Dan. Hey, the brackets are here. Join Yahoo Sports' Torney Pickham $25,000 Best Bracket Contest. Create a bracket for free. Get a piece of the action. Sign up at yahoo.com slash tourney. Go up against us in particular at the CFE bracket. Just search for it on the website on yahoo.com, Yahoo Sports. We will also tweet out the link today. So keep an eye out on Twitter. All right. Welcome to the pod. Uh, as we are taping, some March Madness has happened. Wyoming's out. Texas A&M Corpus Christi is out. Field of 66. At this point, Corpus Christi is out before we really ever got to the bottom of the, you know, whether they are in the fake army or not. Yeah, that was on. Yeah, didn't figure that out. Their headquarters, Texas A&M, Buzz Williams, their coach, the A&M coach, gave a seven and a half minute speech after the IT game on Monday. <laughs> I listened to like the first four minutes and I regret all four of them. <laughs> <laughs> I think probably Texas A&M should have been in. I'm not going to get it, but seven and a half minutes. This was like a, and he goes, I will, this will be my last comments on it. I will take no questions. He handed out a packet of research. Uh, seven and a half minutes. Wow. It's considerably longer than the Gettysburg address. They're going to send those army guys from A&M to, <laughs> to attack the storm Indianapolis. Just wait <laughs> after the games are played this weekend in Indianapolis. Yeah, the committee needs security they're not armed and not dangerous but they'll lead a midnight cheer outside your your hotel room committee you won't get a good night's sleep the yell leaders will be out there in force they'll be rocking back all their weird hand signs yes at the outside the jw marriott or wherever they stay they probably stay in a more exclusive tony place than the the marriott yeah i'm sorry i I missed that and i you know you're not i mean I, i there are a few teams that feel very depressed and burned that they were left out. But if you lose eight straight games in your conference, including losing to South Carolina and Missouri, you leave yourself open to not making the NCAA tournament. You put yourself on the bubble, things happen. Yeah, and you put yourself in a spot in your conference storm where you have to win four games in a row, so you're totally gassed when you play Tennessee in the yeah. final. I, you know, I thought the committee did fine. I, I think we just, we're, yeah. people are just, we have to complain. And, and it's coming from me is quite a statement, by the way. <laughs> 
We, <laughs> we have to complain. It is. But again, like the big issue in this field was uh, a three or a two seed for the Vols and whether a team that lost eight consecutive games did or didn't not deserve. Eh, I'm hard to, you know, let's yeah, not. It's, honestly, we, the, the ginning up outrage uh, machinery that is the day after Selection Sunday had not much grist to go on. So Tom Burnett, uh, chairman from the Southland Conference, who's retiring, led a good committee, I think. And, and I'm going to defend the NCAA on more than that. This, I'm seeing these little stories slip. Colorado State didn't get their itinerary until hours after they thought they should have. What is going on? Indiana's plane got delayed getting out of Dayton last night, uh, Tuesday night, because of an, uh, an airplane. The plane wasn't big enough, should have been bigger, couldn't handle all the stuff, right? Like, uh, like, I mean, is everything got to be like a scandal of inc- incompetence of these people? Right. No, that's... They're trying. I mean, it's, this they're can't trying be to get easy s- to do. No, they're trying to get 68 teams around the country. You 67, know? Tennessee booked their own plane. <laughs> okay. Somebody must have go bust. Vols way to use that SEC money. That's right. Couple people uh, probably bust. But, yeah, you know, and, and yeah, I'm sure some people were able to get on buses and do things like that. You know, that's the thing. It's not all going to be a well-oiled machine. I mean, I'm still amazed they pulled off last year's tournament with 68 teams in one place. You know, I, I say cut them a little bit of slack on this. I, I understand. Everybody yes, is. It's probably a little bit logistically challenging for some teams. That's life in March. Uh, and they're actually lucky that it happened to a men's team, not a woman's team, because they're all, you know, it's like this and that every single te- uh, and it's it's not I'm not saying the women are complaining more than the men. The men are complaining more than the women, but it's just everyone's complaining. Yeah. And again, if you don't like it, take your own plane. Yeah. I think one time That's... Kentucky got a hotel in New Jersey. It was like a Newark regional. They didn't like it. They went and got a new hotel. Yeah, that <laughs> doesn't surprise like the hotel isn't up to your standards. Fine. Go get another hotel. This is the hotel we yeah. have. We're in, we're NCAA. What do we want to yeah. do? Hire more people there and give them more money? <laughs> they do a hell of a job on these these events. And they do. It's the, never the running be good of the enough. championships. I know there were some glaring problems with the women's uh tournament and the final four. I do think they've made good strides in repairing that. But for the most part, my gosh, they do a great job. I, I am getting ready to attend my seventh NCAA swimming championship. They do a great job in that. I mean, they treat the athletes well. They make everything fine for the spectators. It all works. And they do this for every sport in every level, D2, D3. It's a lot that they do. And I think they do the championships well. I think a lot of the media complaining and the coaching complaining comes from this like bizarre idea that like these people get into, like you don't go to work at the NCAA because you want to run crappy tournaments or discriminate against <laughs> these athletes or, or not disrespect the athletes. Like, it's not that, like, yeah, Mark Emmert makes a fortune, but the rest of the people, it's just a job. They do this yeah. because they love it. Right. Like, a little bit. I, I can't, again, this is the longest defense of the NCAA will ever happen on this podcast. But come <laughs> yeah, on. it's time to move on. Come on, come on, come All on. Right. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> big, big update. College Football Inquirer Hero of the Week, Chris Vanini, who's a writer at The Athletic. He scored an interview with Jim Mora, the UConn coach, the new oh, UConn yeah. coach. Not Jim Moore. Not, oh, he did. I'll get to it. Oh. Not not the Jim Moore senior who's doing playoffs. Right. Not that guy. His son who coached the, the Falcons and UCLA. J- by the way, Jim Moore. And there's a very good uh, little Q&A they did. Jim Moore senior is on uh, that that uh, cameo app. You can pay Jim Moore senior to yell playoffs at you. What a country. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how much it costs, but that 
I know what I want on my birthday. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to pay 20 bucks and have that guy scream playoffs at my buddy. Like, I, what, a, what a country. Hey, Jimmy, happy birthday. Playoffs. <laughs> I just, I love it. Anyway, Jim Mora is now the coach at UConn. And if you recall, uh, literally the strangest story we've ever seen, a random tweet in the middle of, I don't know what, by Jeremy Crabtree, who normally covers basketball for rivals, right? And he said, he tweeted out that Najee Harris, the former uh, Alabama tailback and now at the NFL, had told him that Jim Mora Jr. had told Najee he knew who killed Tupac. That was the tweet. <laughs> this was by, by far the craziest story. Wait, what? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Najee Harris is saying Jim Mora Jr. told him when he was recruiting him at UCLA, he knew who killed Tupac. As you know, Tupac, Tupac Shakur killed on the Vegas Strip after a Mike Tyson fight. It is, remains a mystery who killed him. It is an open case with the Las Vegas PD. Immediately, of course, we we pounced on this and demanded that Jim Mora oh. call the L, L Vegas a cold case this thing but we were we were perplexed how did jim mora know <laughs> not really a guy you would think would have the finger on the pulse of the streets but i i yeah exactly but the real question <laughs> is who killed tupac we've all been wondering <laughs> so chris vanini of the athletic gets the interview with jim mora good for him you deserve the APSE award for something. And he's doing a Q&A and it reads like this last question here, un completely unrelated. <laughs> when you're a coach, you know this. Okay. A couple months back, someone claimed Najee Harris said you, when you were recruiting him that you could tell him who killed Tupac. So I got to ask who, who did it? <laughs> and here it is. The mystery revealed. I have no idea where that came from. I certainly <laughs> never said that. Oh, come on. Now, hold on, hold on. All Two right, theories here. We're going to break this down. One, okay. Oxum Razor. We said the most obvious explanation for the concept that Jim Mora Jr. knew who killed Tupac was that this was a complete misunderstanding or fabricated story. Because why the hell would Jim Mora right. Jr.? Yes, so is exactly. it A, that, or is it B? Jim Mora Jr. is now back on the East Coast. And the lead suspects <laughs> to kill Tupac... Are East Coast rappers, and he doesn't need anybody from New York slumping up to the stores, which is only a few hours away. That's right. Snitches get stitches, or in this case, you're going to get <laughs> or, blasted. Right. Yeah. You get more than stitches. You're going to get got. Is Jim Mora Jr. actually still covering it up, or does he not know? And this whole thing yeah. was just as bizarre as we thought. Pat, uh, you decide. Well, he knows. He absolutely <laughs> knows. And there's no question, yes, that he has he has rolled back undercover here. Either either the, the heat got to him or he just knows now that he has relocated <laughs> right into the kitchen and, and he just can't he can't go there now. So he, this is purely a move for self-preservation. But Jim Mora knows. And maybe at one of the like when UConn's losing 31 to nothing at halftime and they get him for a halftime interview, you pop the question at him. Then maybe he'll in the heat of the moment, he'll say uh, he's got to recruit he really New York. Did. He's got to like Brooklyn Polly. I mean, there's a lot of good players yeah. down there. I, I don't I don't think he, I think he's doing the right thing. I have no idea where that came from. I certainly never said that. Yeah. I think he's, I would. Uh, I would have been like, isn't that would I would have added more. Like if someone said, I know who killed Tupac, I'd be like, what are you kidding me? I'd wish. <laughs> 
No, he's covering it up. He's covering it up. He's the assistant coach that gets busted in the NCAA. The sting that's like, no, I, I, head coach. I don't. I don't think he knew anything about it. Sure. <laughs> nope. Jim Mora taking it to the grave. He's going to try. Wow. We'll see if we can get it out of him. We'll see. We're to, to be continued. All right. Here's a story for us. A little more college football on Tuesday. The United States Senate, which generally can agree on nothing. Like, what are the country's colors? And there would be a debate whether it's really red, white, and blue. <laughs> they agreed to something unanimously. They unanimously passed a bill to make daylight savings time permanent. No more fall back in the fall, spring forward in the spring. We would spring forward next spring, 2023, and never fall back. Now, there's many debates on this. Uh, you know, light, more light, obviously, in the evening and all of that. Um, but it's going to be dark when you're trying to go to work. Uh, you know, blah. I'm not going to know this. I personally am <laughs> fine with it. I don't know. That's kind of weird, but it will be very I dark mean, in the mornings. But I like after I get a lot happier when the spring's forward. Generally speaking, whatever time the government tells me it is, I'm fine with it. Uh, if uh, you tell me it's eight o'clock as opposed to not. All right. You know, that's what it is. <laughs> or if, if you want it to be nine o'clock all the time, that's fine. Just just let me know. I, I read some, I went, I dared to go in the comment section of one of these stories because I was trying to figure out what's the argument against it because obviously all the senators agreed yeah, uh, and they agree on nothing. <laughs> right. So I was trying to find like maybe someone in there and one guy was just outraged because basically we should just have no, we shouldn't do, we should just do standard time, which means it's darker early all year round because that's how it really is. Like he had this like cosmic purity to him or something. <laughs> okay. And well, I'm just like, yeah, know. I can play golf later. Like, yeah, I'm <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you want God's cosmic purity or do you want to be able to finish an emergency nine after right, work? Right. Do you so. want your kids to be able to be at, at, at baseball practice at soccer practice a little earlier? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, all that. And so whatever. However, here is the issue. This has a serious college football issue. This is phenomenal. If we never fall back, then the Rose Bowl. <laughs> which has been holding up college football's playoff because it wants to time the sunset on January 1st over the San Gabriel Mountains just as the third quarter of the game begins. They have been holding the sport up for years. <laughs> They've somehow gotten away with impeding progress in the entire sport because of that, because of the timing of the sunset. It's amazing. What in the world happens if we are an hour forward and will they move the game because we're not falling back, right? Does, does this bill unwittingly bring us a playoff on January 1st? It should set at 4 54 PM in Pasadena, California, but the sun will now set on January 1st at 5 54. Yep. Which is then screws the whole thing up. Actually it's, Perfect. I'll, I'll get to that. So does now Pasadena willing to move its time slot up and no longer start at two uh, locally? And are they willing to move the game to one, which would open up the television windows better one and or four Eastern? Like, could this be everything, Pat? I, I, I'm, yes. This no, is it. We, this is our chance. <laughs> <laughs> we have one of the biggest and dumbest impediments to an expanded playoff under control now and that's it the rose bowl starts at four o'clock eastern instead of five o'clock eastern when do they want the playoff games to start four o'clock and eight o'clock it works it's perfect it'll so set at the same time yes right 
And so, yeah, you start the game at four in the window where you want it. The Rose Bowl's happy. The playoff is happy. Expand the damn thing. You don't have to worry about moving it around. You still get your stupid sunset over your mountains, and everything's great. And somehow or another, Congress came to the rescue. Unbelievable. It is a nice sunset. That's not just. Oh, call, it's a it's wonderful a, sunset. You called it stupid. You called it stupid. It's a nice sunset. Uh, yes, All right. it is a nice it's sunset. a it's a lovely sunset. You, you have nice sunsets sometime it. in Michigan. Yeah, I have them sometimes in Kentucky. They always have. Nice make them any that much better in Southern no, California. The sunsets. Yeah, this is it. I and then I, and then in this next playoff, just give them a playoff game every January first at four o'clock at, at yeah. four o'clock. Just give them yeah. a permanent game. Give them special status. Do it. It's the Rose Bowl. Just yeah. give it to them. Everybody wants to watch the Rose Bowl at this time. Give them a game. Yeah. And if you want to rotate the other five through the through the eight o'clock window, that's fine. But if not, if you want to just kick a couple of them out and say, I'm sorry, Peach Bowl, we're not just we're not going to do it with you. Fine. This Make it, it work. We figured it out. Congress. We it out. Congress accidentally. Congress accidentally fixed the playoff. It still has to it's pass amazing. the House of Representatives. I'm going to do a little like what was that old uh, schoolhouse rock. So a bill gets <laughs> yeah. made. That's right. Okay. And then and then it would have to be signed into law by President Biden. There was another comment that said they should make it a half hour and split the difference as a compromise. I'm like, oh my God, no. Like, <laughs> what? like my head started hurting. Like, no, nah, don't well, do that. Let's just say I'll tell the I'll listenership. Take what we, that have. we don't need a plan. Well, we did like five outtakes here while Wetzel was trying to figure out the I math on whether the <laughs> clock is going forward or backwards. So we don't need a half hour movement. Half that would hour. absolutely destroy the pod. The New York Times comment section on this thing was hysterical because they just they they they're they're like they don't realize how absurd some of them are. <laughs> and they're sure. too some of them are smart and some of them are dumb, but like, oh my god. Anyway, I think we've got a, I think we have got major development in the playoff situation. We are halfway through Congress. And I don't know how the House of Representatives doesn't vote this in. If it was 100 to nothing in the Senate, it would be pretty hard for them to not. Nobody mounted a debate against it. I guess somebody's yeah. probably going to. There's a there's some other studies. I'm sure you're, someone you're will. You're up later. And it, it, over the course of a lifetime, you lose 18 minutes of sleep a night. And you don't have a heart. <laughs> I mean, like, again, it's like I can you call. Had, you had I senators can, on both sides of the aisle fist pumping. Like, there's no way this sucker yeah. is turning out Again, the house. right. Mortal enemies in the Senate <laughs> right. were like, yeah, like standing ovation. Like, <laughs> nobody could find anything to complain about here. I, I'm sure there is a complaint. Maybe the Pasadena people will do it, but they, they get their thing. Everything's great. This is going to be great. If Mitch McConnell and Chris Murphy were on the same side of this, then we can absolutely get this through, through the House zip. of Representatives. Marco too. Rubio is leading the way. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, this is it. We're We're on our way here. A hundred to zip, or I don't know if they the vote was a hundred because sometimes those guys skip out of work. But whatever, yeah, right. Nobody voted. It was a zero. It's like the Alabama defense against them. Who explained it to Tuberville? I don't know, but he voted the right way. Who cares? Okay, yeah, he's right. like me. Yeah. He couldn't figure out the time. I'm not going to make fun of anybody <laughs> for being too dumb because I'm like, it's forward. Is it bad? What's going on? I can't. I think it's more sunlight. I get to play golf later. That's that's it. Would I rather Emergency play golf nine. at six thirty in the morning in the summer? You know, I no. I I like I like yeah. late. I'd rather play yeah. it late. When the Sports riders aren't 6.30 better. in the morning golfers for the most part. I mean, I, yeah, I, I do like playing early, but I also like playing oh, late. This is it. It's exciting. All right, I want to play a game with you, Pat. Okay. NCAA basketball tournament. There's a little event going on. Big, big deal this week. March Madness. Yes. 
So I was listening to my local sports uh, talk radio, Mike Valenti and uh, Rico Beard have a show on uh, Detroit. Mm-hmm. Um, and they they brought up an interesting point that this is one of those, the NCAA basketball tournaments, the event where you can have a team that isn't your team and you just start rooting for a team. Because unlike anything else, there are teams, the, the sport is so vast that you have no shared history with some of these teams. You have no trauma. You never play them. You've never, maybe never played them. You never recruit against them. So you just kind of respect a program or like a team for whatever reason. And you can be like, I, I'm adopting that team for, for a month, right? Sure. Steph yep. Curry's Davidson team. Everyone is oh, rooting yeah. for that team, right? Loyola, Sister Jean. Sister yep. Jean, right? I really like, and then you, year after year, you become a fan. Because Sorry, Sully matter. didn't. Sully not exactly down with. with no, so maybe I'm, I'm, the... I'm trying to hunt down her Horcruxes as we speak right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you can be a Texas Tech fan and go. You know what? I just really like how Villanova runs their operation. Yeah. And you can be a Villanova fan and be like, man, I love how Texas Tech plays basketball. And maybe you meet mm-hmm. one day, but otherwise, you get to pick up a team. So I want to go through the five easiest to hate and the five hardest to hate. Okay. Okay. Yep. Five easiest to hate and five hardest to hate in the thing. Should we start with the hate or the less hate? It's this podcast. We start with hate all the time. Okay. All right. We I'm default gonna, to hate. I'm going to count them down. Number five, Kansas. They win a ton. Yep. yep. They're very sanctimonious about their stadium, but it is awesome. Oh, they're sanctimonious about many things. They're sanctimonious about their Big 12 championships. Very sanctimonious. They've beaten everyone. At some yeah. point, they've taken your recruits. They've come into your town to take your recruits. Sure. Being hated is not necessarily a bad thing here, by the way. They're, yeah, uh, FBI right. scandal. No. They're, all yeah, under investigation, haven't lifted a finger to do anything about it other than to sue Jim Gatto. Right. Number five, Kansas Jayhawks. You fine with that? Maybe yeah, you I, might I even move them might be, They might be underrated okay. at five, but let's, let's see the competition. Okay. Number four, Kentucky. Yep. Okay. Big blue. They've, they've taken your recruits. They've beaten you through the years. John Calipari is not a, a warm and cuddly a figure. Uh, they have tons of fans. Kentucky has tons of fans, and then they have no, like, lukewarm fans. Like, you're yeah, either no, a fan of Kentucky thing. or you do not. It's like Notre Dame. Yeah, right. And then they have no, a special and, breed of fans that are Alabama football fans and Kentucky basketball fans. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yes. there you go. Or, yes. or... Ohio State football and Kentucky basketball. There's plenty of those. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. the, the absolute overdog front runner types. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent uh, point. Yeah. No, Kentucky's way up there. Uh, incredibly obnoxious fan base. I mean, so many of them obviously wonderful people and great fans, but boy, the percentage who are just flat obnoxious is incredibly high. Uh, and John Calipari stokes the fire. Right. Yeah. He loves it. Yeah. And he, they play up yeah. to it. Right. Big yes. Blue Nation. So again, it's it's a little bit of time. Okay. Number three. Now you might be a little surprised. This is rated too low. Duke. Everybody hate loves rooting against Duke. They are completely sanctimonious. They get all the calls. You never hear enough about them. You're watching your team play basketball against another team not named Duke. And you gotta listen to Dick Vitale talk about how great Duke is. <laughs> yeah. You gotta hear him talk about how great the Duke players are and the Duke coaches are, and you just want them to talk about your point guard. Yep. They've beaten everybody. Yeah. They recruit nationally, yes. so they stole the best. At some point or another, Mike Krzyzewski got the number one recruit from every city in America. <laughs> yeah. Okay, he's come and in and taking your players. You're sick of them winning, sick of the whole thing. However, I'm putting them three because it's Kay's last season. And as obnoxious as you know, it's all been, a lot of hype, but there's a little sentimentality. They're, 
it's just yep. a little no. sentimentality. That's a fair point. I still think three might be underrated. I will say they didn't invent sanctimony, but they perfected it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Have you seen the uh, the? Uh, I really like this commercial, the Corona commercial, where they talk about the shades of blue. Oh yeah, yeah Snoop Dogg's there, and they go. They start with uh, Devin Booker is representing du- uh, Kentucky. Yep. Just, you know, I thought they probably could, could have got Anthony Davis or somebody more, but I don't know. Devin Booker is obviously very popular. Um, and then they go to late, then they go to uh, Vince Carter to for Carolina. Yep. They're all talking yep. about how their shade of blue is the best. And then they go to Leitner and he's going to win. And then they bring in um, Sue Bird for UConn women. And she goes, yeah. undefe- a perfect shade of blue, undefeated even. I like that. I like that. Yeah. No, it's things. very clever. It's good. And, you have to know your college basketball to get it. Yeah. Uh, I dig it. No, I think it's a great commercial. Very good commercial. All right. Good commercial. We'll, we'll have plenty of bat. We will rip the commercials by Monday. <laughs> There'll be some dumbass commercial. That, that they lady play at the 5,000 times. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I'm, I'm looking at you, lady from the AT&T store. Yeah. Oh, God. Flo. Okay. Oh. Yeah. No, oh. no, that flows the other oh, one. Oh, progressive. Yeah. 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 I'm looking at you, flow too. You're on the watch list. Yeah. You're on oh, the yeah. watch we, list. We know of- the usual suspects. We hope we don't have to round them all uh, up. Also, but character I cannot get enough of Tyler from Wendy's, the guy who makes the <laughs> breakfast sandwiches. <laughs> Reggie Bush got his autograph. And then Reggie, Reggie Miller, Miller goes, in- That's right, Tyler. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I like Tyler. I like Tyler's the March Madness are. ones too with the mascots. There's one with Smokey in the front oh, seat yeah. and, and the, the Houston Cougars in the back. And somebody's like, why? Is Who that would... the one where with Grant Hill for Marriott? I think so. Putting them all in the different uh, Marriott's and he puts the Duke mascot in the in the presidential suite at the Ritz-Carlton. That was good. This one is Houston's in the back, the little Cougar and, and the, yeah. the, the smoke, uh, Smokey and the Davy Crockett's in the front and Davy Crockett goes, who brings tuna on a road trip? <laughs> <laughs> See, this is this is what you get on our podcast. We are breaking down the commercial. It's because there haven't been enough games. Yeah, yet. we are ahead of the commercials. We're going to be all over the commercials. All right, number two, most hated team in this event, Gonzaga. Really? Used to be the easiest to love. Yeah. But they've gotten a little bit like Duke. I don't think they're so sanctimonious, but it's the endless. I think there is a... I could be wrong, and you can tell me. I think the, there are fans tired of Gonzaga getting all this hype, rolling through the West Coast Conference, not winning a title. Now, they they made the finals last year. They made Final Fours. They have an unbelievable program, but they need a title. They really they need do. the title. And, and until they win it, it's like I'm sick of hearing about Gonzaga, uh, and, they, and everyone else wants to think, well, if they played in our conference, they'd never get this much attention. They'd never be this good. And then they wouldn't attract these recruits and all this stuff. It's like the Dark Knight line that says, "You either die here or you live long enough to see yourself become a villain." There you <laughs> go. Yep. There you go. That's it. I, I I would not put them number two. I understand your point. Uh, that's too high. They still haven't done enough to really like piss people off. I don't think. Uh, but Drew Timmy is like Leitner Light. I mean, he's he's showy. Uh, he is a bit obnoxious. Fu Manchu uh, is nice though. It is nice. Now we'll see if he he's got it shorter. He doesn't have the full foo right now. We'll see if he's grown it out over the since the West Coast Conference okay. tournament. All right. But it's just a keep chew. an eye on him. Just man chew. Yeah. Is that it? <laughs> yeah. I don't know how that works. All right. I may be too high. All right. Number one, LSU. <laughs> okay. Okay. All and right. there's multiple Except, reasons why. All right. Go ahead. Without okay. Will Wade, I find them. Well, without Much it took too long like to fire Will Wade. They kept around for three years. The strong ass offer, totally ridiculous. 
And B, if you told the fans that are at the game, whoever goes to this game, you can either have a men's basketball program that makes at least the Sweet 16 for the next 10 years, or you have to disband the men's basketball program, but Arch Manning uh, <laughs> signs. They would disband the program. 100%. They don't care. They're one of these schools. They represent the school, and there's a whole bunch of them. that oh, They care about football, but they happen to be good at basketball sometimes, and they act like they invented the game. And the hardcore college basketball fan is the one that's like, Mountain West ball. They want they want the schools where basketball matters. Right. You may not like Villanova or what, but like it's it's everything there, and you pre you respect that. You may not like Kentucky and Kansas, right, or Duke. They're my other my other four, but you respect that college basketball at Kentucky is awesome, and you would gladly go to a game at Rupp Arena or Allen Fieldhouse sure. or obviously Cameron or uh, whatever they yeah. call their place up in Spokane. Like it's like okay, this is where basketball matters. I love that. LSU, they don't care. They've just sort of strong ass offered their way into relevance. <laughs> they have. And yes, the fans got on the bandwagon because they like winning, but that doesn't mean they truly care about basketball and doesn't mean they know basketball. So I don't know if it's number one. I so it, you would you, it, you, you how would you re-rank this? It's, you almost, re it's almost like LSU fans love to be the heel more than basketball. And I think that's what you're getting at, right? You know, they they it's relish, like a hard they heel. Uh, yeah, they yeah. they relish that. If you if you get the initials STTDB tweeted at you, that that's that's LSU fans being LSU. I'm not going to tell you what it means. If you don't know, you probably already do. Uh, and I get it like 26 times a day. So, but it, I, I I'm okay with LSU number one Tem There's temporarily. No temporarily number one. Yeah, right. Yeah, they're, they're not this like is a for this tournament. tournament. Yeah, this I get for that. this for this tournament 2022. I'm fine with LSU number one, although they'd be much easier to hate if Will Wade were going to actually be on the sidelines. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Okay. Yeah. Um, we love I'm all the players, by the way. We just don't, uh, you know, just saying. Yeah. Right. 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 Um, so I would. I. I got to go. Kansas number two. I got to go. Kentucky three. Ahead of Duke. Duke. F it went, you're too close. Yeah, to like it. you said, no. Your point. That's the sentimentality card. Like, you know, and especially Duke would have been Duke, won the last 25 years. Duke would have been yes. absolutely an unassailable number one. Unassailable. And then, I I mean, you could put Gonzaga five if you want. I'd probably throw, like, Auburn in there fifth or something. But, you I know. I think LSU kind of represents that that Auburn bit. They, they do. They do. They, they, they're they kind of the same thing. Yeah. Um, All but, right. Good enough. Those are our, those yeah. are our five. And and a I lot like of it. these are respect. It's it's a respect. It's if good to the, be on the if list. The, if the listeners have a different list, tweet it at us. If you could be on a list involving college basketball that has Kansas, Kentucky, Duke, and Gonzaga on it, it's pretty good. It's a pretty good list. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. Most impossible to hate teams. These are people Most who have offended nobody. Yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, now, there are some obscure teams on here. This is kind of hard. There's actually way more of these than anybody else. There's way more. But I'm going to try to do my best. Okay. So, like, I think there's programs that people really respect. I talked about two of them earlier, Villanova and Texas Tech. Like if you like basketball, like Texas Tech is awesome to watch, like the way they play. Villanova, like, you know, you would fire yeah. your coach to get Jay Wright. They've won titles. It's great. Okay. Loyola was that for a while, but I think it's, you know, played out. There's some different ones. So here's my five, and I understand I'm missing them. There's a kind of representative. Okay. Number five, Providence. Yep. Who the hell is Providence? Who hates Providence? Um, you know who hates Providence, actually? The metrics people, the numbers folks, because they rate them <laughs> well, way we lower. Them. We hate them. <laughs> They got like like 
Ken Pomeroy, like Providence is the number four seed, which means top 16. And Ken Pomeroy has them number 48. Those okay, are the people that want to fall back 30 minutes. No respect. <laughs> yeah, no respect for those, those people. Yeah. Providence. Okay. Okay. Pro okay. They love basketball. They've yep. never really yep. been that good. They're, they they try. They play yep. inside a, a, an arena run by Dunkin' Donuts. Who doesn't yeah, like, right? Who doesn't like that? Right. Who's first? Place, yeah. They're yep, the Big yep. East team that stayed in the Big East in the in the Northeast that that right. that keeps winning yep. while while UConn left and they that a guy shouldn't have left and BC and Syracuse is their basketball programs are junk now or not yep. doing well and and their football programs stink and Pitt and all the others it's just Providence like you got to yeah, work they, hard to hate Providence I agree they don't okay. screw around with uh, football no nothing. it's got yeah. nice players yeah. all that they once had God Sham God I mean it, yeah. <laughs> you don't like God, God Sham God. God? I, all right, number four. Billy Donovan and Delray Brooks and Pop Lewis wearing black sneakers before black sneakers were cool in 87. Creepy mascot, scary mascot, yep. good mascot, the friar. All right, number four, Murray State. Oh, yeah. Okay. Good one. Good First one. off, yep. we talked about it. We like that there's something called Murray State out there in the world. <laughs> we didn't know Murray was a state. We're not sure what state it's in. It's Kentucky. Also, John Morant factor. Most yes. exciting and happy, other than Curry. It's like, I mean, he's easily top three most exciting player in the league. There's I'm a sure lot you got a lot of Murray State fans in Memphis this week, too, picking him to go a long way. Yeah. Ja Morant and, has, like, yeah. was so exciting. And we love Ja. The way, the way people became Carolina fans because of Michael Jordan. Yeah. There are people like, right. oh, Ja Morant went to Murray State. Must be awesome. That, uh, you, similar thing. Walking into the SoCon tournament in, like, 2007 and seeing Steph Curry and, like, oh, my God. And then going to a Murray State game and seeing Ja Morant. Oh, my God. Oh, You're my like, God. How is this guy here? Incredible. Unbelievable. I mean, yeah. and he is so exciting. And I have a friend who is a huge hockey fan. Hockey, hockey, hockey. Never watches basketball. Says to me the other day, who's this jaw guy? My daughters are talking about jaw. Like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm hearing all this jaw. Like, I'm like, all right, he broke through to this guy. Okay, this is good. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, he, literally every day uh, he comes up with something. All right, John Morant, Murray State, number four. Number three, least hateable team, UAB. Again, yeah. Yep. Just obscure, not not unknown, right? You're not sitting there going, "What is uh, what is Longwood?" I mean, yeah, I don't hate Longwood because I never heard of it, right. or or what are these schools? Bryant, never heard of it. UAB, you've heard of it, but who hates them? Like they're just no, there. Yeah, got to work yeah. really hard to hate UA UAB. The only person who hates UAB is like Bear Bryant's son or grandson who was on the board of trustees yeah. and got their football program. Tried to shut kill down. their football program. They come back, right? Andy yeah. Kennedy's a ton of fun. He's an alum. He's there and. Yeah. They've got Jelly Walker. Yes. They have a guy named Jelly on their team. He's the star guard. <laughs> Jelly yes. Walker from Port Washington, New York, is such is transferred from Seton Hall to Tulane, earned his degree, is now a grad transfer over at uh at UAB. And he's killing it. And now, they're and they're a dragon mascot. There should and be they have more a dragon. dragon. And they, remember they were gonna have a real dragon that breathed fire, but the AD yeah. AD oh, realized the Komodo dragon. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. dangerous. You can't hate a team with a guy named Jelly. You don't even have to like <laughs> peanut butter and jelly. You don't have, you could prefer jam. Marmalade could be your thing. <laughs> you have to love a guy named Jelly Walker. And Unless, I got, I did some research. Yeah. Okay. Why is he called, where is the term come from? What they created was the Jelly family. These guys in New York, a bunch of players in New York, uh, who played college basketball, even got some women's college basketball. It is a signature move based on Isaiah Thomas's finger roll and Michael Jordan's 
free throw line dunk. <laughs> really? Yes, okay. that is it. And you can't, it's, it's as Jelly says, you, it's not just a, 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 a finger roll. You put a little flavor on it. That's the jelly. Got it. So you okay. have to soar in from deep finger yep. roll. You have to fly like Jordan, finger roll like Isaiah Thomas, put a little jelly on it. And that's how you get named Jordan Jelly Walker. And that's how you join the jelly family. You can't hate that. <laughs> if you um, hate that, I, I don't like you. And you don't I like basketball. The, you don't that's like right. basketball. Well, you got to like, get a 20 year old kid out here throwing props to Isaiah Thomas and Michael Jordan. I found the one group of people out there who hate Jelly Walker. Little Tennessee fans <laughs> because he averaged 41 in two games <laughs> against them and eliminated them from the Conference USA tournament. Okay. Drop 40 on them in the tournament. Drop 42 on them in February. They hate Jelly Walker. Jelly Walker. All right. There they are. All right. Number two, New Mexico State University. Uh, they they uh, sent uh, me Pistol Pete see, whiskey. They, they, they have their own uh, whiskey. They sent me a bottle. I broke journalistic protocol and drank the bottle. It was it was delicious. Buy your pistol bias Pete. involved here is off the charts. It's nice down there, Las Cruces. It's sunny. It's not, you know, they're barely. There is here. one fan base that hates them. UTEP. UTEP and Oklahoma State. So two. New Mexico doesn't like them either. I'm a UTEP is- fan and I like New Mexico State. Oklahoma State yeah. fans think they 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 stole their mascot. Stole Pistol Pete. Oh, Pistol whatever. Pete. So they don't like them. Oh, I they mean- could settle this like a shootout. Yes. New Mexico and <laughs> yes. does New yeah. Mexico and Oklahoma touch i think they do i didn't i don't know maybe out in the panhandle of, yeah. uh, a little tip yeah, Oklahoma. yeah but yeah they could have a meet there in a sh- in a shootout but uh that 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 of course is a perfect college sort of thing to get mad about your mascot's too much like our mascot well i want to be called uab not alabama birmingham okay so they, they could we want to be called ucf not central florida they could meet up on highway 416 Okay. 412, I'm sorry. Somewhere between Felt, Oklahoma and Clayton, New Mexico. Felt? They could have a shootout right there. <laughs> okay. So if they want to do that, if that's what it's got to take, that's what it's got to take. Or maybe I'm overrated. Side of the road. Maybe I'm biased Sage with brush, the, my pistol Pete whiskey. blowing by. My pistol Pete whiskey was delicious. At the very least, I'd, I'd watch a WWE cage match between the two mascots to settle this. There you go. We can settle it. I said that Oklahoma State pistol Pete with the, with the scruff, you know, needs a shave. It's pretty badass. And the best part about Pistol Pete Oklahoma State is that they have, like, the nursing school has a Pistol Pete version. Oh, right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, really? Like, yeah, the like logo. he's got a little schmock on. Like, it's so <laughs> funny. All right. I appreciate uh, that. All right. Number one, right. impossible to hate team, Vermont. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> hates Vermont. It's I don't know Vermont. if you're in the America if you're in the America East and you've watched Vermont win the thing like oh, 97 times. There's no you fans of America East. It's Vermont. <laughs> what is Vermont known for? Foliage. You hate leaves on trees that turn pretty? <laughs> maple syrup, Ben and uh, Jerry's. Yeah, like Ben and Jerry's yeah. maple syrup. Yeah, again, like what is skiing there to- and a lot of good beer. Good beer, good beer skiing, foliage. Yeah. Great ice cream. I guess you could be pissed that you don't live there, but that's about it. <laughs> if you, how do you hate Vermont? I just can't stand Vermont. Yeah, that doesn't come out of anybody's mouth. No, they're up there wearing their like uh, their toques. Their toques. I mean, it's Vermont. Vermont, number one. Can't hate them. I defy yeah. you to find someone who's out there just rooting against Vermont. All right, there you go. Uh, well, the 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 bias with New Mexico State is a bit much to overcome, but. Okay. Uh, 
Otherwise, no, I'm I'm good with it. I'm good with it. I'm gonna let's see. I, I'll I'll come up with at least one alternative to this New Mexico state where you've been clearly you've been bought like a politician. It's unbelievable. Uh, <laughs> I don't deny it. I'm I'm disclosing <laughs> it at least. <laughs> I'm gonna go. You know what? I've been to Wright State a lot, and I like Wright State. Uh, I'm going to say wait, there, there's no reason to dislike Wright State. There is They're none. the Raiders. they got a nice coach, Scott Nagy. They have nice players. You know, they've never done anything to offend anyone. They win games every year. They are a basketball school. They don't have football. Uh, been to the tournament twice with Scott Nagy. Outskirts but, uh, of Dayton. I mean, yeah, again, right, like, yeah. how do you have a strong feeling about, you know, the city of Dayton? <laughs> right. Nice enough place. <laughs> now, yeah, the Dayton Flyer people don't like Wright State because Wright State wants to play them every year and Dayton won't do it. But uh, that's those are the only people. So good little brewery in Dayton called Warped Wing. I've been there. I, 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 I'm I down with Wright State. Put them in there. All right. All right. That is our uh, that is our list of that. All right. Let's get to a couple uh, gambling uh, shots here. OK. We've got a few other items, of course. So there's going to be an estimated 3.1 billion bet legally on March Madness. I don't know. Uh, a few items from uh, Chris Felica, the bear over at ESPN. We like our friend uh, in the 47 first round games, not involving a one or two seed in the last two NCAA tournaments. 21 were won by the underdog. So 44.7%. Do not be afraid to bet the underdog, but don't do it on the 15 and 16s. Last two years, there were 13 first round games. The spread of three or fewer. This year, there are 10. Wow. Not bad. Uh, yeah. In the Alabama uh, game against uh, whoever's playing, the playing, we don't have it yet uh, tonight, um, but you'll have it by the time you, you hear this. Uh, probably could be the 11th. So, again, committee, good job. Yep. Yep. A lot of good matchups. 3 2 1. Since 2012, the 12 seed is 24 15 and 1 against the spread in first round games. Wow. That and is strong. Since 85, the 11 seed is 73 67 and 4 against the spread. And the nine seed is 73, 68, and three. Wow. So um, the spread, really don't be afraid. Okay? Yeah. All right. right. Let's play a little of this. Fade or play. Okay. All right. This is what the uh, public is on. South Dakota State plus two and a half against Providence. We fade it. Hammer. Or- oh, I love it. Hammer South Dakota State. Jackrabbits for miles. I mean, Providence. Again, you, a- you, you might find Providence lovable. I find them... This is why they're lovable. It's going to get beat. They very well get beat. I would be very scared to bet on Providence. I'll put it that way. I would, I would not bet Providence. Okay. Indiana plus two and a half against St. Mary's. Hoosiers are kind of rolling a little bit. They are, but I've seen St. Mary's in person. I think they're really good. And I think uh, it's a tough turnaround for Indiana, uh, you know, playing on Tuesday, flying to the West coast uh, and playing Thursday. So I'm going to say Gales win and cover. Iowa minus 10 and a half versus Richmond. Yeah, 10 and a half's a lot. I just feel like that's Richmond got number. lucky to get in. They did. There's no doubt about it. But gosh, that's a ton of points. And and Iowa's red hot. But as we've seen, sometimes teams that are red hot through a conference tournament don't sustain it. Um ten what'd you say? Ten and a half? Ten and a half. That's a lot. I don't I wouldn't I, yeah, I, I'm I, not I take, any I'm taking the points half. there. No. I, I if I if I had to bet that game, I'd take the spiders and the points. I don't want double digits in anything but a, a one and two. Like it's that's a lot. Right. Houston's giving eight and a half. They're all over Houston, uh playing Jelly and the UAB Blazers. I'm not betting against Jelly. No, I'm not betting against Jelly. Eight and a half's a lot for I mean, Houston doesn't score much. They're a better offensive team than they've had sometimes in the past in terms of I feel Tempo like they're going to lock, points, they're gonna lock Jelly down. 
they probably will. They'll behead him, you know. But uh, I don't know. I I wouldn't touch it if I had to. I'd probably take Houston. And then uh, USC minus one and a half versus Miami. Yeah, and I, like I don't love this USC team. And I was looking for somebody to beat them. That entire bottom of that one bracket, I think they all suck. Uh, but I think Miami's no good. So I'm taking uh, I'm taking USC there. I haven't seen anything out of Miami in weeks to suggest they're good. 70% of the public is on Iowa State four and a half over LSU. Right. And see, I think everybody's just saying LSU's lost their coach, so they're going to be in disarray. That could be the case, but here's the news flash for you. Iowa State's terrible. I mean, they, they got into the tournament based on what they did months ago. They opened up, they they beat Memphis, they beat Creighton, they beat Iowa, they beat Texas Tech early in the Big 12, they beat Texas early in the Big 12. They've lost their last three games, and in two of those three games, they scored 36 against Oklahoma State and 41 against Texas Tech and lost by 30. So I want no part of Iowa State. I think the committee could have really thrown LSU under the bus and said, you know, we, we don't even like the fact that you're in the tournament and we think you should be punished or whatever, but they gave them a pretty easy first-round opponent. 76% of the public is on Memphis giving one and a half to Boise State. I love this Memphis talent, Durand. And I did see a yeah. photo of, of uh, Amani Bates at an open practice. I don't know. He's yeah, play. no, I mean, he's, he's, he's around, around the team. Yeah. Yeah, just not playing. Uh, I like Memphis. I picked them earlier. I know you're more of a Boise State fan. Yeah, I just think that I think Boise can frustrate them. I, I look I, pure talent, Memphis, but I think Boise frustrates them, gets it slower, makes them execute, and that's a team that throws the ball around a lot. Like they, I, like, I think, uh, yeah, Memphis is last in the nation in percentage of, of of possessions that end in the opponent stealing the ball. So uh, I think. Boise State's going to take the ball from them a lot. 76% of the public is on Akron plus 15 against UCLA. Why? What's what's the allure there? Now, other than the fact that UCLA doesn't beat anybody by 15, I mean, maybe that's it. Like, they, they play a lot of close games. UCLA is the king of win by 10. That might be it. John Gross, good coach at Akron, because they got yep. in in part because of the scandal of the video. I don't know. <laughs> All right, updated future odds. Gonzaga's plus 300 to win it. Arizona's plus 600. Kentucky, 800. Kansas, 900. Baylor, 1,200. Duke, 1,400. Auburn, 1,400. Villanova, 18. Purdue, 18. Tennessee, 18. UCLA, 2,200. Where do you see some value in that? Purdue and UCLA jump up, jump to mind. They, and I think they're in the same region uh, and I think that that's with Baylor and Baylor's, I think, a susceptible one. I mean, they're not bad by any stretch. And it tells you how good Scott Drew is because there's not many defending national champions that actually get number one seeds again the next year. But he did it. I mean, they, they are incredible in terms of program consistency. But I think that they are susceptible here. And I think uh, I like I like. Purdue to at least have a chance. I like UCLA to have a chance. I think those two will play each other in the regional final. I don't know whether either of them can win it all, but at those odds, I'd, I'd throw a shekel in. I like UCLA and Kentucky on that. I love that Scott Drew's kind of rewritten the narrative about him. It was all like he's not that good of a coach. He's had all these oh, players. Gosh, like, yeah. Where are all these pro players he had? Right. right? Like, yeah. Where are all these pro players? And you can be a great coach with relentless positivity. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's where he really he broke the he broke the mold there. He broke the mold. It doesn't have to be, and I'm not saying this is a necessarily a bad thing, but it doesn't have to be the Bob Knight, the old school, right? The Henry Iba. Right. You don't have to stomp and scream and yell at your players and almost mm-hmm. blow a gasket every time they do something. You can lift them up, and that's his yeah. style. And you end yep. up over the years, you attract a certain type of player and people around the program. And he's just he's just relentlessly positive and happy. Yeah, no, that's who he is. I mean, he's he's being yes. his true self on the sideline. I've known him since he was around a, him. A, a Valparaiso assistant coach. I mean, yeah. he's, he's never changes, and and no. it's great. And and you know, you go well. Can you really win that way? Yeah, you can. You don't have to be a total just a crazed guy. You can be, but there's a different path to winning this. And it maybe not the it's maybe one way is not better than the other. I don't know, but this is his way. And I love that. Like now it's like, yeah, Baylor's good. They're a good coach. Like they, I love that he rewrote that. Good for him. Yeah. No, it's fantastic. And that's his last three years, 26 and four, 28 and two, 26 and six. Ridiculous. In a very tough conference. Oh, he's, he's just a recruiter. Yeah. We've seen no. so many programs run a million pros through. Like where were all these, he didn't, where are all these guys? Yeah. He's had some right? good players. Believe me. He gets good recruits. He's a good coach. He built an, an unbelievable program there. But I do love that. Good job by uh, by Scott Drew. Yeah, pretty good. All right. We'll see. Some of these will already be kind of um, wiped out by the time we uh, we get to it. Uh, two other quick items. We mentioned the other day, Bill Self, uh, Bruce Weber on the way out the door, took a shot at, at Bill Self. You know, I started growing my hair until something happened with the FBI and, and nothing happened. Yeah, wasn't going to get a haircut until the... The, the shoes dropped from the FBI. Scandal. So it was interesting, um, really good column by Sam McDowell in the Kansas City Star uh, at the Big 12 tournament. They had uh, they, they, the questions went to Jamie Dixon, Bob Huggins and uh, Chris Beard, what Bruce Weber said and Bill Self. And the other three just immediately said, yeah, he's, uh, here's Dixon. He did an unbelievable job at K-State. He had a great career, great career and did it the right way. Uh, Huggins, he's always been a hardworking guy, good guy, great, great career. Some of us aren't blessed to have walked in many programs, blah, blah, blah. Beard, he's a Hall of Famer in my mind. You go back when he plays, a coach's coach. They're all praising him, right? Self just says, um, I heard him. And then says, I think it's the time of year. Everybody in our profession feels a little bit of pressure. Stress sometimes can be emotional. I know I go through phases as well. So three guys who didn't feel like they were getting blamed uh, praised them. <laughs> yeah. Right. A hit dog will bark. Uh, correct. Took the words right out of my mouth. Very perceptive <laughs> column by Sam McDonald. Good job. Yes, absolutely. And they, I mean, look, that history goes back to Bruce Weber succeeding Bill Self at Illinois and not being able to recruit Chicago quite as well as Bill Self did. However, Bill Self may have done that you know, eventually getting fired at Illinois and then going to Kansas State and having to compete against Bill Self at Kansas. So he's been, he's, Bruce Weber spent a lot of his career in the shadow of Bill Self. All right, here's a story out of Tennessee. Sorry, Sully. Uh, and sorry to those involved, but we're still going to uh, discuss it in an entry. Uh, a loose camel, a loose <laughs> camel. I don't know why we have to bring up its, uh, let's see, its promiscu- pro- promiscuity. How do you say that word? What do you say? We are. We're talking about loose. How did I know it's loose? I mean, maybe oh, it was okay. I, I get a what pejorative you're... term there. I don't think that was really nice. <laughs> what does that have to do with anything? A loose camel? 
We're not going to uh, shame anybody here at the at the podcast. A loose camel reportedly killed two people Thursday afternoon in Obion County, Tennessee. According to the uh, sheriff, deputy responded to a call of a loose camel attacking people near Shirley Farms. Uh, this was a petting zoo. The uh, sheriff said the camel then, uh, when the police arrived, attacked the sheriff officer vehicle and then moved to the deputies. Uh, the, <laughs> the deputies had to put the guy down. The, uh, the local park said it wasn't a pet that you petted. It was uh, supposed to be in a breeding area. Uh, and somehow the, the camel got out and attacked. Um, I don't know if this is that, like, uh, a camel from the cigarette ads. <laughs> Joe Cool. Yeah. Joe Cool. Um, <laughs> or should we be concerned about the camel? That camel killed a lot of people, too, frankly. That camel really did kill many more people than this. Yes. Joe Cool. Uh, should we be concerned, Pat? I mean... Let's the, we we are the the premier camel podcast because we're the ones that brought to light the you know the the Botox for the camels in the beauty contests in in the Middle East. There so, you go. You know, I mean, people when they want their camel news, they come to us. So it's it's our responsibility to handle this. Um, I do obviously, you know, it's it's tragic that there were people that lost their lives, but like, how does a camel become a killer? Like, does it stomp on people? Does it bite them? I They're mean, they fast. don't seem. They don't seem capable of being lethal. Bad upbringing. Bad upbringing. It's bad, like a broken home. <laughs> broken home. <laughs> okay. I well, gotta say too, it I mean, is clearly, a loose... this camel may well have come from a broken home if it's been relocated to frickin' Tennessee. I mean, if it came from Dubai and all of a sudden it's in Tennessee, there there might be some trauma, some childhood trauma involved here. It, it is a loose camel because it's part of the breeding process. Its literal job is to be loose. <laughs> Why are they breeding camels in Tennessee, Sully? Why are they breeding camels in Tennessee? I don't know. I don't know. I'm a big Campbell Camel guy. Yeah, right. right. Love the mascot. It's a it's a wonderful animal. But I don't know if we should be having them in petting zoos. And this is why, you know, they're they're a they're a wild beast and not not to be not to be petted. Camel's going to camel. (laughs) Camel's going to camel. So, yeah, if, if unless we're going to import some people who are expert camel herders, maybe we should not have camels in Tennessee or elsewhere. The guy's like, I can't understand how it got loose. Like, really? Like, I'm thinking that this is not the best operation in Obion County, <laughs> Tennessee. Like, you got a long history of knowing a camel's at. Where is Obion, 100 miles Sully? from Memphis, which is, okay. if you've ever okay. been 100 Western miles from Memphis, State. man, I've been there. It sucks. Yeah. In all directions. Yeah. One, yeah, you could draw a hundred mile radius around Texas, uh, to Memphis, and none of it's good. No, no. Does Keep it, driving. Does Jonesboro fall in there? I, I don't, don't know. Well, I don't. I think it's closer. I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying that's good if it does. But then I tweeted uh, this out the other day. The Daily Mail online, you know, one of my favorites, um, had this headline: an asteroid. Uh, an asteroid hit uh, Earth. Uh, a small asteroid. Well, I'll tell you how big the asteroid is. Asteroid half the size of a giraffe. Strikes really? Earth off coast of Iceland. Yes. Half the size of a giraffe is now somehow a unit of measurement. <laughs> We're measuring That's, asteroids that. by the giraffe. The scary part about this one is they only found, a, found it two hours before contact. Oh, so it's a good thing it hit the water. Is that because the gi- half a giraffe is not that big? Is it the top half, the bottom half? Hey, well, it's very skinny. What, like the skinny I, I, neck part? Again, this is your daily mail at work. I love the Daily Mail, but when did a giraffe become a unit of measurement for asteroids, of all things? <laughs> I mean, a half a giraffe is like, is it 
I've about seen the a same size as like a Prius or something. It's I don't know. It's a terrible measurement because it's very it bulky in parts. It's very yeah, skinny then legs. Long, then it's right? got this big barrel body. Then it's got this long neck and a skinny little head. Like what? This is a terrible shape. Male giraffes can weigh up to tongue. male giraffes can weigh up to forty two hundred pounds. So we're talking what? about a, a, a really? two thousand pound rock flying to earth. If you wow. said half of a of, of a bull or half of a bison, right? I'd be like, okay, I get it. You cut the thing. Yeah. In, like, how do you cut this in half? You'd have to cut it like straight down the middle, like perpendicular. You just have it fall. I just my friend Jimmy Egan on a seventh grade field trip to the Cheyenne Mountain Zoo in Colorado Springs punched a giraffe in the neck and got in trouble. <laughs> True story. Jimmy. We still bring it up every time Why, we see Jimmy. Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> we ask, we ask Jimmy that every time we see him. Giraffe was giving him attitude. <laughs> he I think knew. it was the other way around. He was giving the giraffe attitude. Maybe he knew. Well, I guess it was the camel that killed him. Maybe he just was like, I'm, I, we need him on the front of the animal war. <laughs> we do. We do. He just By punched the way, him in the neck. I looked up. Yeah, Gunshot, Mississippi neck. is 113 miles from... Uh, from Memphis, so it is. Oh, it, wow. it, it is our it is our hundred hundred mile radius. This is turning into like the Bermuda Triangle of like weird <laughs> animal things. <laughs> yes, it is. We got uh-huh. kangaroos and camels on the loose in the Memphis radius. Wow, heads up! Uh, all right, that's it. Enjoy the games. We'll be back on Monday. Alert us to your your least and most favorite commercials. Um, yeah, that'll drive us. You're the star, Tyler. Make that. Pick that breakfast baconator. Thanks for listening. Subscribe. Share us on social media. Tell your friends about us. Uh, We'll talk to you on Monday. Enjoy the madness.